Chapter 11. Rule number three. Intention setting the goal. Intention is a powerful and essential rewiring tool. Intention is the creation of direction with purpose. It is identifying the goal. In general use, the word intention refers to the act of planning to do something. But here we have an even more important way of looking at it. Before scientists were figuring out neuroplasticity, we learned from authors writing in the field of physics the idea that the outcome of certain quantum experiments were proving to be influenced by the intention of the person conducting the experiment. Somehow, thoughts were affecting the outcome. Today, experts in many disciplines, such as the field of positive psychology, recognize the importance of intention. When intention is made a part of therapy, it proves to be an important force in directing people's lives as they move forward. When I train life coaches as part of my work with the Life Coach Institute, the coaches are trained to help their clients take life-changing steps forward by using intention and goal-setting as their focus. Whereas previously, people who were dealing with obstacles in their path might have consulted a therapist who spent time revisiting frequently the problems of the past, they now go to a life coach who helps them look forward, which is the intention, instead of dwelling in the past. When you're rewiring your brain, your success will depend on your mental direction and on the amount of, amount of intention you create in your mind, in your own mind. That force will affect the outcome. From a strictly neuroplastic point of view, when you repeat the same intention frequently, you are literally wiring your brain with a new direction and telling it what you want it to do. Speaking to the wheat. We've all seen intention work, its power on people's lives. It played an important role in my own life even before I understood how powerful a force intention could be and how it could literally create the future. When I was a young boy, I worked in the farm fields of the Midwest. From the time I was five or six years old until I was 18, I virtually lived in the fields. Every day throughout the summer, I spent all my time by myself working in fields of wheat, oats, flax, and corn. When I was nine, I had a dream to one day become a speaker so, to occupy my mind while I spent endless hours in the fields, with the vision of my dreams strong in my imagination, I practiced speaking. Day after day, entirely alone, with the wheat fields in my, as my only audience, I practiced. I practiced every gesture, every motion, as I spoke to the wheat. To this day, I have no idea what I said but I know I learned how to speak, how to gesture, how to pause, how to stand, 
how to move, how to listen, how to respond. I learned all that from countless hours of practice, talking to no one but endless fields of golden wheat. If anyone had seen me gesturing and pacing, speaking to the fields, I'm sure they would have thought, there's a poor crazy kid again talking to the wheat. But fortunately, there was no one else as far as the eye could see. It was just me and the wheat. From time to time, a breeze would come over the wheat field while I was speaking, and when it did, the wheat tassels would rub together, bristling softly in the breeze. It sounded just like applause. It was like the wheat was listening and applauding in approval. A few years ago, long after I had left the wheat field and had forgotten about them, I was speaking to an audience of several thousand people in a huge arena in Poland. While I was speaking, I would pause every two or three sentences to allow the interpreter time to translate what I was saying. This gave me the opportunity to listen to the audience and its responses. It was during one of those pauses, while I was standing on the stage that I heard it, the audience had begun to clap, and the applause slowly built until it filled a huge hall. But what I heard, as if from the distant past, was the sound of breeze moving slowly through a field of wheat. All of the tassels were moving together, and they were nodding in the breeze and applauding their approval. I was back in the wheat field in my mind. I had gone from a boy to the man, and the boyhood dream had come true. My practicing in the wheat fields was the result of a picture I had put in my mind of one day speaking to multitudes of people. I had no idea at the time how that would come about. All I knew was that I had a tremendous desire to speak in a positive way. I did not know when I was nine years old that I was setting the goal. My intention, reinforced by my constant practice in the fields, was so strong that it literally created my path without my even being aware that the journey had begun. Looking back at the road I followed, it's very clear. But at the time, my brain was faithfully working on the task and attaining the goal without my conscious mind even having to know the goal was being reached. Intention and Creation Let's say there's something you would like to do or achieve. It could be anything, traveling the world, abroad, mastering a star-tracking telescope, starting a new business, going back to school, reaching a goal at the gym, anything you'd like to accomplish. So you focus on that idea, and you give it a lot of energy. You don't do this just once, you think about your goal again and again, day after day. Over and over, your picture, you picture the goal in your mind. After a short time, you begin to see yourself actually reaching your goal, and each day, the picture of the realization of your goal becomes clearer. You find yourself each day making choices, including the little choices that help you define and take steps that will bring you closer to making your once-imagined goal a physical reality. And then one day, 
right on schedule, your ship comes in. Your goal becomes reality. You did it. You created it. You imagined it. You dreamed it. You dreamed about it. You formed it in your mind. You focused on it. You took the necessary steps and you reached the goal. Meanwhile, while all this was going on, what was actually happening in the programming center of your brain? Let's take a look. First step. You created the idea in your mind. The moment you did so, your brain recorded it. It didn't act on the idea yet, but your brain got its first alert about the idea. If the goal was to travel abroad, this is when you put the first travel posters in your mind. Second step. You thought about your goal often. Now each time you thought about the thought, you thought the thought, your brain recorded it again. But by now, your brain had decided to give this idea a special pathway all its own. It became easier to think and act on your repeated thought. Stated more technically, this is true because your repeated thoughts myelinated, myelinated and connected existing neurons in your brain. The myelin sheath in those neurons helped speed up the conduction of the message, like installing a thicker, faster cable for the signal to move through. The myelin helped the neurons in that pathway use less energy than unmyelinated fibers, so the message acquired more speed and signal strength. By your level of interest and energy, you had signaled your brain with one of the most important messages it ever receives. Intention, intention, intention. I intend to do this. I want to do this. Help me accomplish this. If your goal was to own and master a star tracking telescope, this is when you selected the telescope you intended to buy and started to imagine yourself focusing on the Andromeda galaxy or one of the Magellanic clouds with your telescope in a starlit night. Third step, you didn't stop. You continued to think about the idea and imagine the results. By now, your brain not only created a potential superhighway for this new idea, it also began to introduce you to other nearby highways in your brain that were going in the same direction, that reinforced your thinking and helped you get there. If your goal was to start a new business, this step is when your brain begins to pull together and reorganize the entrepreneurial and creative skills you already have wired in, in line with your new goal. Fourth step. The problems and the obstacles that tried to get in the way began to crumble. Your intention by now was getting stronger. At this point, your new idea, neural pathways were growing daily and soon because of their strength, they became the strongest programs you had on the subject. If your goal was to go back to school, you're setting your schedule to begin. Fifth step. The new highways your brain was imprinting and recording for you had now, through repetition, grown to be strong new highways of interconnected neuron pathways in your brain. The more you thought it, the more you believed it, and the more you believed it, 
the more you thought it. If your goal was to bench press 50 more pounds at the gym, your reps are now creating more strength, both physically and mentally, and it's working. And so, in each case, your brain created a positive cycle of repeated, self-directed programs which recreated the goal so vividly in your mind that your brain got the picture, has actually wired that picture in, and continues to work on it. Without you noticing, your brain formed and reinforced the intricate stream of endless connections, neuron by neuron, axon by axon, dendrite by dendrite. This process creates pathways so powerful that one day you wake up and out of nowhere you have reached your goal. That's what intention will do for you. Intention is the driving force of creation.